Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to Christ and help them live out God's vision for their life. Our teaching team has crafted a message that hopefully can encourage, inspire, and also challenge you on your walk. Make sure you subscribe so you never have to miss another episode, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Y'all, we got to take a quick second to think of the holiness of God. Y'all, I, I, I look around in today's world, and I see a lot of churches trying to conform to the world. When the Bible tells us not to conform to their way, because our God is holy. And see, because he's holy, holy means set apart, which means he's different. So when he said in the New Testament about being peculiar, don't think it's strange when people call you peculiar. When people say you're different, that's a compliment. If they said you act like them, that's an insult. Amen? So just think. When people say, well, you just got to accept me. Did God accept your sin? I don't think so. When people tell you you got to believe what we believe, that's not what the Bible says. See, he has not changed. He is still the same holy God with the same holy standard with the same holy requirements. Now, newsflash, if you think you're going to go to heaven acting stupid, nope, ain't going to happen. He will not accept it. He has a standard, and he requires us to live by it. Amen? He is holy. Just keep that in your spirit. He is holy. God is holy. Thank you, Jesus. Yo, let me get on my topic, (laughs) because I can stay on the holiness of God all day. But today, we're going to talk about thankfulness. Does anybody know what that is? I didn't say Thanksgiving. I didn't talk about turkey and ham and stuffing and sweet potato pie. Y'all making me hungry. Cut that out. We're talking about Thanksgiving, thankfulness, where we thank God for what he's done for us. We thank him. Now, in Psalms 100 verse 3, it says, enter the gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, I, I don't know about y'all. I wasn't, you know, back then, I really wasn't that great grammar. So I thought thanksgiving and praise meant the same thing. So I looked it up. Thankfulness in the Bible means acknowledging God's person, his grace, his blessings, his sovereign work in your life. So when you're giving God thanks, you're thanking him for the person of who he is and what he's done for you. Another term for thanksgiving is gratitude. Anybody ever, somebody give you something, you say thank you? Gratitude, in a biblical sense, is giving grace and kindness as a response. As a response. A response comes after the action. So by the time we get to the, I want y'all to keep that, write that down. It's giving gratitude as a response. Make sure you put that in your notes. That's going to be very important later. So we respond to God's goodness by saying thank you. Another definition 
is warm and friendly feelings of gratitude, appreciation, just saying thank you. Now, has God done anything in your life? Now, I ain't, I ain't asking you about mine. I know what he's done in my life. But has he done anything in your life that deserves you saying thank you? Hold up. I'm, wait a minute. I ain't at Vision Church. Let me, let, me come, let me walk back in and make sure I got this right. All right, hold up. Has God done anything in your life that's worthy of you telling him thank you? Because, see, if he's, if, let me get it, if you are here, you're alive, you're still breathing, you walked in on your own power, you should be giving God thanks. Because he didn't have to allow you to do that. I'm pretty sure there's people in the hospital wish they could do what you do. There's people who don't have an arm who wish they could just do this. So it's a reason to give God thanks. Why? Because it's a response for his goodness. It's a response for his kindness. It's a response for his blessing. See, a lot of times we take God for granted. And we don't tell him thank you for the little things. You get up and walk, you get out of your bed every morning, you walk to the bathroom, hopefully you brush your teeth, and you brush your teeth, but you don't say thank you. How many people didn't get up? How many people could not roll over by their own power? How many people's legs did not function for them to walk? Yet, we neglect saying thank you, because he didn't have to allow that. There are people who've been in car accidents, who cannot walk, who lost limbs. And we still have our whole body, our whole being in good health, and we neglect to say thank you. That's a shame. It's a response to God's goodness. That's what it is. Lord, thank you. God, they ain't got to tell you thank you. I'm going to tell you thank you. Because I know where I was some years ago. Y'all, see, I don't know if you've been through what I've been through, but I should have been dead. And one of the times, it was my own finger with my own gun about to take my own life. That was my meeting with Jesus. I don't know about where you met him at. I don't know your situation, but I know mine. I will give him thank you for everything. Some of us have cars. Most of us do because y'all didn't walk in. You didn't catch the bus. Did you say thank you? Did you tell God thank you for the money to pay the insurance? Y'all awfully quiet. See, 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 I don't understand. When you go to the football game or the basketball game, y'all lose your mind. Ah! Oh! Jesus scores every day in your life, and yet you don't give him a praise. Hold up, what's going? He is worthy. He is holy. God is the one who gives us breath to breathe. He is the one who puts the script in our bodies to walk, to move, to talk, to hear, to see. Everything we do is by his grace and his mercy. We cannot neglect to respond by saying, thank you. My God. Whew. We're going to look up praise another time. We're going to stay with this Thanksgiving. Being thankful to God. I got a couple little things I want to talk about. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Being thankful to God 
shows the gratitude for what he's already done for you. It shows that you just say, thank you. I've got a little illustration. I need Nelson and I think Kim. Can y'all come up? Because, see, a lot of times we think it's just the words. And so we say, well, I, God, I told you thank you. I'm going to give you a little illustration. Brother Nelson, I'm giving you this screwdriver as a gift. Sister Kim, I'm going to give you this pen. Thank you. I can use this. Now, I want you to grasp something. His words said thank you, but his actions said trash. Her words said thank you, but her actions was she was going to use what she was given. Now, we don't just tell God thank you by our words. Ain't nobody got no gun, right? Ain't got them no rocks. I just want to make sure. We tell him thank you by our actions. We tell him thank you by what we do with the gift he's given us. So if God is giving you a gift to sing and you keep your mouth shut, you told him, I don't want it. If he's giving you a gift to serve and you don't serve, you told him, I don't want it. If he's giving you a gift to walk and you don't walk, you just told him, I don't want it. So we can say thank you from our mouth, but what does our actions say? What are we saying to God by what we do? Another illustration. I just want to make a point. I never said come here with my mouth. But with my actions, he understood this means come here. I never said stop with my mouth. But with my actions, he understood that meant stop. Now, I got a question. If God is looking at your actions, what did you tell him? What did you tell him about the gift he gave you? What did you tell him about the abilities he gave you? What did you tell him with the seed he sowed in you expecting a harvest? I know y'all like, God don't expect no harvest from me. I, I'm guilty of this too. I, I'm just being real. Does anybody remember the story of the talents? It's an illustration. He said, and this is in Matthew's, um, Matthew's chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. It said there was a master, and he gave his servants gifts according to their abilities. That's very critical. According to their abilities. He didn't give them a gift according to what they couldn't do. He gave them a gift according to what he knew they could do, whether they saw it or not. And so he gave one five, he gave another two, and he gave another one. 
Now, the one that had five, he took it. He, he took what God gave him. He plowed that thing. He sold that thing. He did something with that thing. And when the master came back, he brought back ten. It was another. He could have been jealous like, hold up, bro. You gave him five and you only gave me two. But he wasn't jealous. He took the gift that God had given him, just those two little talents, but he brought back four. He gave God double of what God gave him. But then there was this other guy. He looked at the guy with the five. He got a lot. He can afford to mess one up. He looked at the guy with two. Well, he can only mess one of them up, and he'll still have one. But he took the one that God gave him, and he buried it. How many things God has given you, you buried? That's my question. How many gifts did God give you that you put in the ground or you hide? You sing only in the shower. You play your guitar, your drums only in the house. It's buried. Nobody can see it but you. It's between you and God only. It's buried. What I read, the guy who had the five took it, and he used it, and he multiplied, and he brought God back a harvest on the seed. Because in essence, the talents are seeds. God places them on the inside of us. A lot of times we're looking for prosperity and we're looking for, for different things on the outside, but God already put in you everything you need. Have you ever seen a fish take swimming lessons? Anybody? Because if you do raise your hand, I want to go and see the fish taking swimming lessons. Lions, do, does somebody teach them how to hunt? Right. Their mama teaches them what's already in them. She pulls out what's there. What has God put in you? That's the question. Write that down. What has God put in me that I'm not using? Now, I don't want anybody to answer, but I want you to think about that. What dreams has he given you? There's still a dream that you haven't done anything with? What visions has he given you that you haven't said thank you by even trying? See, I'm going to go back to the Old Testament. Y'all, excuse me, I'm going off the notes for a second. When Israel came up to the Red Sea, the first time, God told Moses to raise the staff and he would open the sea and then they would walk across on dry land. But when they came to the promised land. They had to step in the water while it was moving. And then it would dry up. What am I saying? You got to step in even though your situation hadn't changed yet. And trust God's going to change your situation. That's why it's called faith. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if we don't see it, and we do what God told us, even though we don't see it, we're operating in faith. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So, again, the question is, what are we doing with what he's given us? If he, gave you the, if he gave you the ability to speak, 
and yet you get around people and you're real quiet. What are you telling him? See, it's Thanksgiving. We think it's all about the turkey and the yes, whatever. But what are we telling God? We should be giving him Thanksgiving every day. Because I found this out. Y'all, I used, to, I used to work out. I used to power lift. And when I stopped lifting weights, my muscles started shrinking. And I went one day looking in the mirror. I said, dog, I'm getting loose. What's going on? I realized I wasn't using the muscles. So why are they going to grow if you don't use them? I realized the gift that God put in us will not grow and flourish if we don't use it. Because when we use it, that's our way of saying, thank you. I appreciate what you've given me. I appreciate that you trusted me with this thing. And a lot of times, and I'm going to tell you this, the hardest fight you will have in your life is using your gift. The world doesn't want you to know how individual you are until it comes to you getting in trouble. That's why they want your fingerprints. There's no two people on this earth, what I think over 7 billion people, if I'm wrong, my bad, but it's a lot. No two people have the same fingerprint. So that means no two people are the same. No two people have the exact same set of giftings. So don't look at somebody and go, oh, well, they got five talents. I only got one. Use what he gave you. At the ending of that story, the master came back. He said, oh, hey, you, got, you took five, you made ten. Bam, I'm going to make you ruler over ten cities. Hey, bro, I gave you two. You took four. You made four. I'm going to give you ruler over four cities. But you... You, right there, who took it and buried it in the ground. I ain't giving you nothing. And I'm sending you to a place of torment. Have we ever wondered, are we being tormented in our bodies and our minds because we're not using the gift God gave us? It's just a question. Just a question. Did you ever think about that? Maybe what I'm going through in my life is because I'm not saying thank you to what he gave me. Just a thought. Hey, y'all, I know y'all ready for me to leave now, right? <laughs> I get it, I get it, y'all. When God was giving me the message, I was sitting there talking about, ooh, yeah, I need to do this. Ooh, yeah, God, I need to do that. Because, you know, uh, we who stand here on this stage, we, we get judged by God more harshly than most of the people who sit in the crowd. So you should never look at the gifts other people have and be like, well, they're better than me. They're, no, everybody has a gift. And you operate in your gift the best that you can. You will never be another T.D. Jakes as good as T.D. Jakes as T.D. Jakes. You'll never be another whoever as good as they are because they're operating in their gifting. And the thing is, most of the people we praise, most of the people we want to be like, all they're doing is operating in their gifting. Did you ever think about that? The basketball players, everybody want to be like Mike. Mike operated in his gifting. Why don't you do the same? There would be a lot less jealousy, a lot less people stealing people's tennis shoes. 
if they operated in their gift. Because the Bible says your gift will make room before you and take you before great, great people, great men, great rulers. It's also the thing that you will prosper with. I want to say it's in uh, 1 Kings. Um, again, it's not on the notes. The woman, uh, the, I think it was the Shulamite woman where Elijah came and she said, look, bro, all I got is this, this little bit of meal and this oil. Me and my son going to eat it and we're going to die. And he said, hold up, sis. Make a cake for me first. And then after she gave him an offering, after she said, thank you for coming to my house, Mr. Prophet, he asked her a question. What you got in your house? I got a question. What you got in your house? I'm not talking about your physical house, but what you got in this house? What has God put in you? See, her initial perspective was I got a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. I got enough for one feeding, one sitting, and that's it. What she did not understand was when God takes and multiplies what he put in you, it'll feed you for a lifetime. It'll pay all your bills. But you got to take it and recognize what he's given you. A lot of people say, well, I can't play guitar like Elijah can. I knew three years ago Elijah didn't play guitar like that. But he took it and he used it. And God has blessed what he's given him. What has God given you? Because that's how you say thank you, by using the gift he's given you. Amen. How much time I got? Because y'all know me and this time clock stuff don't work. I be jacking it up. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> don't start that. You an hour later talking about when he going to stop. But for, from, for your takeaways, I'm going to give you 10 takeaways, y'all. This is very uncommon for me to do this. We're going to try this today. 10 takeaways. Number one, we show God thanks by using the gifts and talents he gave us. That's Matthews 14 and 33. Another thing, number two, it's an expression of our faith when we agree with what God said. God says, I'll take you to the nations. You'll minister to millions of people. And you go, me? Nah, not me. God, there's no way I could do what you said I could do. And if, and if you say that, you're not alone. That's what Moses did. But yet we read about him every day. Why? Because at some point Moses recognized God made the mouth that he was saying he couldn't speak from. Moses, I want you to go do this. I, I, I can't do it. I, I'm not good with words. I stutter. God, I can't do this. Help me. But God saw the gift that was in him. Moses saw himself as this guy who couldn't do anything. But God saw someone who was a leader who would lead his nation from slavery. What does God see in you that you're saying it can't be? Just think about that. I didn't think anybody was going to shout on that. But what does he say? What did he tell you? Do you agree with what he told you, even though you can't see it right now? 
Anybody heard of Gideon? Anybody heard of Gideon? Just think about it. This dude was hiding. They, they, the Midianites had then kind of messed stuff up. He was scared. And God said, you're going to deliver them. You're going to deliver my people. He didn't see it. And that's why it takes faith to operate in the kingdom of God. When God gives you something, you won't be able to do it on your own. It will require him. It will require his anointing. It will require his wisdom. It will require his insight. You won't even see the fruit until you start. Again, like I said, when they came out of Egypt, out of bondage, he opened the sea and then they stepped in what was already dry. But when they went to the promised land, they had to step in. They had to make a leap of faith. They had to trust that God, you said you're going to stop this water because you know my kids can't swim. John didn't take swimming lessons. Everybody's going to be dead and I'm going to be the only one trying to tread water. But no, they trusted in God and they stepped in wet, muddy Jordan. And all of a sudden, whoop, it dries up. You got some steps to make to say thank you, to say, God, I trust you. Because we can sing the song, I trust in God, my Savior, but then tell him, I don't want this. Because in a Hebrew mindset, and understand the Bible was not written to Americans, it was written to Hebrews. In a Hebrew mindset, faith is action. It's what you do, not just what you say. In the hood, we call that lip service. Some want to sing it, but they don't want to bring it. God don't want you to just sing it. He wants you to bring it. He wants you to show him thank you. He wants to know that you appreciate, that you respond to the gift he's given you by doing something. We say thank you to God for supplying us with money. By tithing. Ooh, don't forget to talk about tithing. This was a message about Thanksgiving. Yeah, tithing. That's the money he gave you. Will you manage it properly? Will you say thank you? He says, I'm giving you 90% to do what you want. Give me 10% back. 10%. What about our time? Do we even give him 10% of our time? How much time do we give God? How much time do we pray? Do we spend time just thanking him for what he's done? Because I tell you this, like when I was in the gym three days a week, when I stopped, the muscles started to shrink. A lot of times we say, I don't hear from God. Because we don't sit in his presence. If you, Jesus, if you want to hear something from your spouse, you got to be there to hear it. Well, she don't talk to me. He don't talk to me. Because you ain't never there. You never stop and take the time to listen. It's when we say, God, I'm open to you. What do you want me to do? What are you speaking to me? And we stop and we listen. 
It's when we take the time. When we don't go in with our requests, when we don't go in talking about what we want. God, what do you want? What is your plan for my life? What did you call me to do? And listen with an open mind, an open heart, an open spirit. When we make ourselves available to him, that's when we say thank you, and he does great works through us. How much time do you give him if you want to hear from him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, in the Bible, it says pray without ceasing. It means communicate with God continually. How often are you taking the time to talk to him? I'm not talking about watching social media, dreaming about what other people do. I'm talking about taking time with God and seeing what he's telling you to do. This world demands so much of our time, but yet God says, give me 10%. How much of our time do we take for him? How much of our resources do we dedicate for his kingdom? We pray the prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Guess what? You're the vessel on earth his kingdom moves through. We are his kingdom on earth. The English, the, the English, when they sent their colonies out, the king did not go. He sent out his people. And his people were supposed to occupy, take over the land. That's what we're missing in the church nowadays. We want to accept what the land does instead of occupying, taking over, possessing the land. That was a command from God back in the original, in, in, in Genesis. Adam, Eve, y'all take this land, subdue it. I'm giving you dominion over it. I'm giving you rulership over it. How do you rule? By operating in the gift he gave you. A lot of people, we, find, we struggle financially because we don't use what he gave us. We will never rule anything trying to be somebody else. We can only rule and reign as God told us. We can only operate in the dominion and in the authority and in the power he gives us when we operate in the gifts and the talents he gave us. I don't know why my checkbook ain't looking right because you ain't operating in the gifts and the talents. When you operate in the gifts and talents, prosperity will come from places you like, What? Where did that come from? It came from you operating in your gift, from you saying, God, thank you for the gift you gave me. Because when we do that, that's when our lives change. Y'all, I'm going to kind of zoom through these real quick. When we pray and when we praise God, that's how we say thank you for the breath he gives us to breathe. When we pray, communicate. When we praise, hallelujah, 
We're saying thank you for allowing me to breathe. Did you ever think about that? When your situation get a little tight and you don't want to give God a praise, you're still breathing. That's how you say thank you. When we live a pure life, when we walk in purity, yeah, I'm talking about sexual immorality. Don't get mad. I don't care if you do or not. I know how to dodge. <laughs> when we walk in purity, we say thank you for our bodies and the health you've given us. Oh, Chris, you stretching it. You, you made that up. Okay, cool. I'm glad you said that. Go to 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. I want you to read it. Go home and study it. And if you still have lying, come back and tell me. Let's walk through the word together. God requires purity, no sexual immorality. That's the way we say thank you for the body, the temple. Because he says our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are not your own. This ain't yours. Any, any, any parents in here? Parents, raise your hand. Your child got a room, right? What do they say? This is my room. Did you pay for that? Did you pay for the lights that you got on in that room? Wait, the food you eat, did you buy that? That don't belong to you. That's my room. I'm letting you use it. God said, that's my body. I'm letting you use it. Now, the question is, how are you managing it? Oh, that hurt. How are we managing the temple he gave us? What are we doing with our temple? Because it don't belong to us, it's his. I gave you the scripture. Y'all think I'm, go read it. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. I said read the whole chapter. We tell God thank you for loving us by loving others. That's Matthew 23 and 39. We tell God thank you for his grace, the grace he's given us, the unmerited favor by giving it to others. We can't be self-righteous. We tell God, thank you for his forgiveness. You know, like when we sin. I don't know about y'all, but I was, I was a sinner. I was out there. So I tell him, thank you by forgiving others who sin against me. That's also in the Lord's Prayer. That comes from uh, Matthew's um, chapter 6, verse 12. Verse 9, excuse me, Lord, well, you know when you read the Bible all the time, you start speaking in verses. <laughs> Point number 9, we tell God thank you for the food he's given us to eat when we feed others in need. For, uh, 10, point number 10, we tell God thank you by our actions, not just our words. Both of those points came from James chapter 2. I'm going to read something to y'all, and I'm going I'm I'm to go to the back. Hebrews, get in your Bible. Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 18, and we're going to go to 19. I want you to see something, because it messed me up when I read this the other day. Anybody got a Bible who, who can read? 
Look, I got a mic. Let me get my mic. This will be real quick. I want y'all to say, I said this, Chris said this, he making it up. I'm a, this is what the word says. Because ultimately, when we throw away the gifts, when we throw away the talents, who had the hand up? Yeah. It's not in English? Oh, okay. Well, you get the mic twice in one day. <laughs> That's green. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. I want you all to listen to this. 18 and 19? Yeah, chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Can you read it again? Okay. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So that was the King James. This is the new living. To whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter in his, into his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? Disobedience to God prevents you from entering into the promise. See, this is referencing back in the book of Exodus where God said, because y'all don't believe me, I brought water from a rock, I brought you across the Red Sea, I fed you manna, I've done all of these miracles for you, and it was a lot more than three. But they still didn't believe he could do what he said he would do. So God said, you know what? I'm going to kill all these jokers. Everything 40 years and up, dead. And he killed them, and he would not allow them to enter the promised land. So that's kind of harsh. What are you telling God when you say, I refuse to believe you? I've seen miracles, but I refuse to believe you. I've seen you do great things, but yet I refuse to believe you. You're telling him, no thank you. So I'm going to close with this. We thank God by not just our words, but what we do with the word he's given us. Walking in disobedience prevents you from entering into your promised land. Because everything God promised you is based on your obedience. Amen? God bless y'all. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God. And Lord, we ask that you forgive us for not heeding your word. That you forgive us for not believing that you could do what you said you would do in our life. We ask that you forgive us for not saying thank you by our actions. God, Please forgive us. Cleanse us from the unrighteous thinking of this world, from the unrighteousness that's in our mind, from the unrighteousness of the seeds that were sown by unrighteous people. God, we pray that the seeds of righteousness, the seeds of your gifts and your talents that you sown into us, that they flourish. 
And God, we thank you that as of this day, this hour, this moment, we will operate within the gifts and the call that you gave us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church podcast. We hope that you were able to experience God in a real and powerful way today. If you just made the decision to accept Jesus, then congratulations. We would love to celebrate with you. Visit viz.church/salvation, and we would love to meet you along with mailing you a free gift. We would also love to have you join us for church in person or on the Vision Network this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to viz.church/rsvp to let us know you're coming. As always, we are here for you, and we love to pray for you in any way that we can. Send us a DM on Instagram at viz.church, and a team member will be in touch shortly. Thanks again for joining us, and God bless.